Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com, on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson Cohen, founder and CEO of A Sweat Life. And on this week's episode of We Got Goals, I spoke with John Bogosian, who is the founder and CEO of ZingFit. I met John at a conference in New York City. Uh, and as I spoke with him, I was taken first and foremost by his directness, his intensity, and then eventually by his warmth. We got to talking about the studio fitness industry. And he has so much passion for the space after creating technology to serve the leaders in the boutique fitness space that it really shines as he speaks about it. He uh, started by creating technology for SoulCycle, believe it or not, Um, and in creating that technology through which customers are now able to book bikes in their favorite SoulCycle classes, he realized he was onto something and he took that technology and bootstrapped it. Uh, and started creating solutions for boutiques across the world. So at the time of this recording, Zing Fit uh, was in so many countries across the globe, but it's about to expand to so many more. As he talked about the boutique fitness space, he has a, a real global take on what it means for everyone in the world to have a space to belong uh, and fitness as a part of that space to belong. I can't wait for you to hear this episode with John Bogosian as a part of our Better, Stronger, Faster segment of the We Got Goals podcast. He truly has created a solution that helps other businesses get better, stronger, and faster. So here I am with John Bogosian. Girl, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm... This is Gina Anderson-Cohen on the We Got Goals podcast, and I am here with John Bogosian, CEO and founder of ZingFit. John, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. It is truly delightful. And I know you and I met in person at the Boutique Fitness Summit in New York, and I was just taken with your both intensity and just driving excitement for boutique fitness in general. So I'm so excited to have this conversation today. Oh, thank you. That's nice. Appreciate that. And before we get into your big goals, and I'm sure that you have many, um, I'd love to just hear out of your mouth more about ZingFit, the studio scheduling and management platform that you've created. Yeah. So we've been doing this um, for for a long time. You know, we started it um, really with SoulCycle uh, almost 13 years ago and, you know, learned pretty quickly that we're actually really not in the scheduling business, but we're really in the hospitality business Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, really helping studios create hospitality around you know, scheduling workflows, purchasing workflows, and doing little delights. Like if someone, you know, books a class, they can book a smoothie and have that waiting for them. You know, people love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And how have you seen that change over the years? Or do you think that's always been present, that sort of hospitality mentality? Um, I don't think it's always been there in, in the fitness industry. You know, the, um, you know, traditional gyms essentially, are hoping people don't show up. You know, they sell many more memberships than they have room for. And I think boutique fitness really changed the whole calculus of um, driving people to come to classes, create classes that are full to create this, you know, awesome energy, you know, within the room. That's what people come for. In fact, the whole payment vehicle of a 10 pack that has a short expiration date is, you know, one of the drivers that gets people really, 
you know, to come back and, and use up their credits. Yeah, it really changes the incentives for consumers for sure and for gyms. Uh, so I read your story and I find it super interesting, the timing uh, that you were able to benefit from moving to the Hamptons and working out of the, the same barn as SoulCycle. Do you, do you think that you were lucky or do you think you were ready? Huh. You have to be, you have to be ready for luck, right? At the end of the day, <laughs> you know, look, look, look happens to everyone, but you just have to you know, be ready to take that opportunity. And so, um, yeah, I was the, uh, you know, I was a tech guy out in the Hamptons. So when SoulCycle wanted the ability to have spot scheduling, the ability to book a bike, um, I was, I was the guy who could do it at that time. So. Yeah, and now it's almost just expected. You go to a studio and you want to book your exact spot in the room. You want your treadmill, you want your yoga mat, you want your bike. Um, do you hear that from consumers and studios more? Um, yeah, certainly around, around booking bikes. I think we've definitely solidified that expectation. Now the expectation is if you take a boxing class that you want to be able to book the bag, right? So you go to Rumble and you want to have a bag that's either near the speaker or far away from the speaker or, you know, by the instructor. And so it matters to a lot of people, you know, which bag they're at. If you're hungover in a cycling class, you do not want to be sitting in front of the instructor. It's not where you want to be. <laughs> depends on what motivates you, I guess. <laughs> it depends. That's right. Uh, and, b- and before we jump into your goals, I, I've read a bit about your, your big yogi, right? What's, what's your practice today? Um, I'm a, I'm a lot less big than I used to be, but, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I, I like to uh, practice Ashtanga. Uh, that, that, that's kind of my thing. It's, uh, kind of more meditative and inward. So that's, uh, that's my flavor. Awesome. All right. Let's dig in. Are you ready for goals? Um, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) uh, As ready as you're going to be. So John, Bogosian, um, talk to me about a big goal that you've accomplished um, along your journey to create ZingFit, um, why you're proud of it, and what you did to get there. Yeah, so um, a goal besides you know just just ZingFit itself, right, mm-hmm. and, the, and the kind of kind of leap of faith uh, to, to do that. Yeah, so, so so one of the goals that we had was to create a different payment vehicle. And, and I, I'm sorry, I think of goals in terms of in terms of companies. You know, mm-hmm. I've started a few, and in terms of products, so. You know, so this one kind of product idea we had really around a goal of creating kind of a loyalty vehicle that fit boutique fitness and the fact that people were actually doing multiple modalities that had different prices in the same studio. The fact that retail has become much more important to studios than it used to be. And um, so we kind of worked with a, a number of our operators and trying to figure out, you know, what this problem was. And, you know, we talked about credit models and credit models really don't work for, um, work for retail, right? They work for classes. And so the, the goal was really, you know, how do we, how do we figure out this problem and come up with a better uh, vehicle? And so we came up with essentially a, a credit like model, but it's really a wallet that deals in cash instead of credits. And but actually has uh, you know some loyalty based on reloads. So if you reload you know two hundred dollars, you get an extra you know twenty dollars as a as a as a loyalty credit on top of that. And so um, we spent about six months really talking with studios, really refining the model, 
Um, how do you deal with cross studio bookings, cross franchise bookings and around it? And, um, you know, we finally really polished it off and we have a half a dozen studios, you know, brands uh, kind of beta testing it right now. And, um, you know, it's going to be ready for launch at uh, the beginning of the year. Oh, my God. That was a fun thing that seemed seemed a little bit of a crazy idea. But we, uh, you know, we, we got through it. We're a bootstrapped company and, um, you know, we, we made it happen. So there's so much I want to unpack in that. For, first of all, uh, there's a lot. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I, that's my favorite kind of interview, John. <laughs> so you've bootstrapped ZingFit, which is right. not unheard of, but it's less heard of in the tech industry today. Yeah, and these uh, days with so much private equity money around, it's a, it's a stranger story. Yeah. So talk to me about why you made that choice coming from your first company into this. So part of it was just because we've been doing it for so long, right? So it had seven years or so with uh, kind of SoulCycle on it and about a dozen other platforms. And then really in 2012, we, we, we hung the shingle and said, okay, let's do this commercially. And um, we looked at raising money at that point. And the idea of you know, going out and competing against MindBody at that point was, was insanity. MindBody was onboarding a thousand studios a month at that point. And we were going to go out and compete with my body. So we said that it's actually going to be an advantage to stay small, right? And really be a boutique for boutiques. And it allowed us to, we just said, we're not going to take more than 12 studios a month. And, um, you know, brands wanted to, if they wanted to come on that, it, you know, we essentially created a waiting list. And, um, and so we just really got to work with, with brand owners and listen and develop functionality. Sometimes a lot of times brands would, you know, contribute resources to those features and we'd work really closely with them. And it ended up being uh, pretty amazing because they would be so invested in this. They would help us with the QA. They would help us with rollout, help us with, uh, you know, feature feedback. And I think we ended up with a really different kind of product because of the process. And we really enjoyed that. So interesting. You almost, you had their buy-in because they wanted off the wait list. So they were helping you um, along the way. I love that. Um, you are saving yourself so much time and money <laughs> with that. It's a lot of work raising money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And are you still holding strong on that only 12 studios a month rule or have you lifted that? Uh, we, we have lifted that, but it's not... Uh... You know, it's not more than twice that now. I mean, we have a much bigger staff, um, and we are uh, and we are raising money now. So we're pretty close to closing, and by the end of the year, we'll have some fresh capital to to, to accelerate. So we really have a, a really different onboarding process now that we're looking at to, for us to be able to scale, and a really kind of highly consultative onboarding process to be able to allow us to to start to accelerate. We've done a lot of a lot of thinking about how we would do that and still be able to maintain the kind of touch that we have. What a challenge that is! Can you talk a bit about your first company um, and and sort of what you learned there and how you're bringing it to life at Singfit? Oh wow! Um, <laughs> so the first gig was a company called La Carte in in New York City, and. A, you know, quite a number of uh, my college friends were working on Wall Street at the time and they were uh, working on trading desks. And you may know that traders aren't allowed to leave their desk at, at lunchtime. 
So they're basically kind of subject to whatever food that the, that the deli will, will deliver up there. And, um, you know, it's also some crazy uh, security kind of concerns about having delivery people kind of running around the floor. So I basically worked on creating this uh, service where we basically sent um, kind of tuxedoed waiters up to the floors, took, uh, took orders, went down to the truck, you know, packed everything from, from the truck and, and brought them up and fulfilled the orders. So my big lesson was that we had like enormous scrap because we had to be able to provide a certain amount of variety. And so we'd end up, you know, with a bunch of leftover meals that we ended up donating. But uh, so, um, so the next move was really working with, uh, with Bear Stearns at the time to get an order system up on the Quotron so that they could order directly from the Quotrons of the, the afternoon before and then we'd bring down, you know, bring down the food the next day at lunchtime. So there's a little bit of friction for them pre-ordering, but we were able to offer a wider variety um, around that. And so I guess that was my first lesson of uh, using uh, uh, kind of technology mediation <laughs> for, uh, for efficiency. And that was back in 80, 87, I think we did that. Oh, wow. Yeah. 87, we started tuxedoed. Um, that's such an interesting concept because I think of getting my lunch from someone in a tuxedo and it just makes me smile. <laughs> Is anyone doing anything like that today? Oh my God. Well, there's, well, there's DoorDash. Well, there's, yeah, but in a tux. <laughs> don't know if anyone's doing it in a tux, but it was, it was definitely high style. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we even had these, uh, these little nice little foil wrapped mints that they'd get uh, with their bento boxes. So it was, uh, they, they were very stylized meals. They, they were almost too stylized for, for traders, um, to be frank. So we ended up, uh, uh, you know, working in some, some fried chicken into the menus uh, as, as well. But Oh, my gosh. In- <laughs> incredible. So back to ZingFit. Um, a lo- obviously, along the way, you've learned a lot um, in, in scrap um, as well as, as managing um, technology. And in creating ZingFit, you have this new product. What are you calling the product that's being beta tested now? Oh, it's called Flex. Flex. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Flex your muscle, flex your wallet. And so as, as more studios are onboarded to Flex, is the ultimate goal to make it easier for a studio to have stickiness for their customers, to keep them sort of at the forefront of the customer's mind? Um. So, so, so the so the wallets are branded, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we look at everything really kind of starting from the consumer perspective. I, I mean, here's the differentiation with boutiques, right? So, a lot of things that people call boutique, you know, group fitness studios, they're building a studio. Our customers are building brands, and it's a very, very different process. You know, so there's this idea that. You don't go to a studio, but you belong to the brand. It's typical like, you know, Pepsi generation marketing, you know, Apple marketing. This service, this studio is helping create this kind of better version of of yourself kind of thing. Right. And so that it's really it's really just just a whole experience. And so I think that it's a service kind of more, more more than more than anything else. And so to the extent that it's this frictionless service within this whole ecosystem, yeah, it, it adds it adds to the brand stickiness. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, as you were talking about that, 
I couldn't help but picture Soul Cycles apparel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that's a big win for the brand, right? So you're wearing those awesome, famous kind of white uh, sweatpants with the with the gold. Yes. And and wearing even like the branded collaborations that they're doing with jewelers. And so, yes, studios are are brands, they're mega brands and people want to want to like shout from a mountain, their favorite studio, their tribe almost. Um, Absolutely the tribe. That's the right word. Yeah. And I think it and I'm going to go off topic here. John, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I love off topic. Okay, right. yeah. so one of the things that I love about boutique fitness is that it empowers human beings to feel a sense of belonging, um, to give them a, a place to go and people to belong there with. Um, yep. And it sounds like what you're building is the technology backend for that. Would you agree? Yeah, first of all, that's completely on topic, but uh, but it's yeah. uh, it, it it's exactly what we're driving. You know, I, I kind of have this um this concept that I coined a while back that I called digital mortar, you know? Mm. So brands like SoulCycle, brands like Peloton that we service spend a lot of time building that brand, you know, in the studio. So they spend a lot of time thinking about what the door looks like, you know, thinking about how the receptionist greets people, you know, should be sent the towels or not. Um, should we give out towels for free? Should we charge for them? So you think a lot about that experience. And, you know, we think that the, the software that they use should be as thoughtful as, as that brick and mortar experience. The, you know, it was really an afterthought when we, when we started this idea that you'd even build a, a web presence. And I think there's still a lot of the legacy of that, that it, the web presence is, is secondary. But I think it's really our job to help studios think about that, to help them think about that digital experience and that there's digital delights, the digital hospitality that can be, that, that can be delivered. I love that. Is, is there a studio out there before we jump into your goals for the future? Is there a studio out there um, that you are working with or that you aren't working with um, that you think does a really exemplary job of that in-studio to digital experience? Yeah. I mean, Barry's Bootcamp just builds communities. You know, those guys are, you know, they were one of our really uh, earlier brands. There's another brand in London called One Rebel, and they're just uh, kind of like a nightclub type of t- type of tribe. Just really high energy, a ton of you know content around it. Uh, you can when you're done working out, you can get a haircut in the uh, in, in, in the men's room. Um, and uh, so, so, so when I took a class there, I, I love to tell this story. I was uh, I, I took a I took a kind of red eye into London, so I went right to uh, Victoria to, to, to take a class there. And, um, you know, I ordered a, a green juice, uh, in, in my booking workflow. And, and so I came out just exhausted and there was this green juice waiting for me on the counter and they wrote on it, attaboy, John. <laughs> so immediately I take it, I take a picture of it, I start sending it out onto Facebook, you know, and, and sending it out to friends and, they they really know how to how, how to do how to experience there, and they've been a, a good partner with us for a while. I love that. I'm going to add that to my list, and that brings up a good point. That's that ZingFit is servicing other global brands. Um, did you ever think that that was possible? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but we did it really quickly, though. I mean, really, in our um, in our first year of business, we were servicing a studio in London. Uh, it was a very early brand called called Cycle Beat. 
and they really did, did a beautiful, you know, branding job. They, they really knew what they were doing. Um, and, um, yeah, so we're in, we're, we're in 30 countries now. So people, wow. just, uh, people just find us and it's really become our, our specialty. So now we have a lot of brands coming to us that are on, you know, are, that are on different platforms and they really have nowhere to go internationally. And we're, um, onboarding some, uh, some, some bigger brands now as they're expanding, uh, expanding internationally. And we've got, um, you know, new payment partner that's going to get us into, I'd say 12, you know, more countries in the next, uh, in the next six months. Now where to go with that? We'll be servicing studios in, in Russia within, <laughs> within 2020. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Moscow is a, it's a, it's a cosmopolitan city. It should have boutique fitness. Absolutely. Everyone should. <laughs> John, can you tell me about a big goal that you've set for the future? Um, why it's important to you and how you're going to get there? Yeah, there's definitely the goal of, you know, becoming a, becoming a CEO and um, really, you know, working to, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a product wonk, right? But, um, but it's really, you know, entering a new role into, you know, inspiring and, and, and motivating and, and, and building a culture. And that's been uh, that, that that's been really fun for me. And so we've just done a lot of internal work around, you know, developing uh, developing core values about how we treat each other, how we treat work, how we treat customers, and so that we, um, as we expand and as we start taking advantage of this kind of fresh capital, that we know who we are and that we can really have everyone interfacing with customers in a, in a consistent, energetic fashion. So that, that's a big goal of mine really this year is to be a, to be a good leader of, of an expanding operation and be able to really maintain the best of what we do today. Uh, what do you think will make you a good leader or will make you stand out in that role? I think really understanding, really understanding why people are here and really building a brand that people feel good about really building our own tribe it's really some of the some of the work that i'm copying from some of our best brands and it's um really creating that that zing fit feeling <laughs> and, and really be able to define that really be able to live that you know if we say that in our core values that um we care about your wellness we care about your integration with the rest of life, then we need to make sure that, that, that we live that. And that, and that's my job, you know, to make sure that we are delivering on the brand promise to our, to, to our employees. And then, um, the rest of how we service customers really comes from that, but it has to start, has to start from the culture that we're building internally. And you're, uh, you're headquartered in Colorado, right? We are just outside of Boulder. Um, so I would, I would have to imagine that the culture of health and wellness that sort of exudes from, from Boulder um, lives within St. Fitz walls, right? It was really a perfect landing for us. You know, we started, as you said, in, in New York, in the Hamptons. And um, that was really one of the things we were looking for as we were looking to relocate. And so I think we fit right within the kind of Boulder, Boulder vibe about people you know, people here work hard, but they also, it's important to them that they have rich lives and they are passionate about something else out, outside of what they're doing for a living. So we have climbers, triathletes, all the things you'd expect uh, in, in Boulder, and it's really fun working with passionate people. 
So as you think about your culture, is there a sentence or a phrase that would sort of define it? Yeah, it's really just about, it, it's just about wellness and, and wellness in, in so many different ways. Wellness in about, you know, caring what you do. Um, wellness in terms of getting as much as you give with, with customers and, and, and with each other. That's really our passion. That's our external value of really uh, propelling, you know, wellness experiences, you know, worldwide. That's what, that's what we're trying to do. And I would have to imagine that you'd be pretty flexible in the workplace to be able to power those sorts of uh, wellness in and out of work, right? Yeah, we just did one of those, um, you know, kind of unlimited, <laughs> un- unlimited vacation policies. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, which are which can be scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but you know, just just to create flexibility, and part of that, um, you know, our responsibility is to create you know better expectations. For people so they can do that so if you can still deliver on expectations and do what you need to do and see your family and go climb everest or whatever you're going to do um that will we'll, we'll try to accommodate that's incredible so we've we've talked a lot about zinc fit um mm-hmm. are there any personal goals uh for the future that you want to throw in yeah i mean i i, I guess i guess finding you know f- finding my own balance in terms of you know running and expanding uh company and um being a good dad you know i have an eight and ten year old and um trying to encourage my daughter's uh, hockey playing <laughs> encourage my son's trumpet playing and uh and, and be able to be there for them and, and and find my own balance as well and be a good husband on top of that i, I feel like the balance is the struggle for everybody right it is in a world that um is full of uh, opportunities that are ever expanding, that are internationalized. Yeah. And, and there's always community. People can get you all the time. They can communicate with you. Your life at work doesn't just stay at work anymore. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's right. My emails follow me everywhere. (laughs) Honestly. um, Well, John, I uh, have had so much fun talking to you about ZingFit and about your goals uh, before we sign off, um, is there anything else you would want listeners to know about ZingFit or about the studios where they can find it? Um, yeah, the guaranteed. We are in a we were in a city uh, city near you <laughs> that we're that, that we're supporting our brands. It's um, come to our website at zingfit.com, and um, we are always happy to help, always happy to listen, and then that's what we do. We're a solutions focused company, so bring us your challenges and we'd love to help. Thank you so much, John, for joining me on the We Got Goals podcast. Okay, you're awesome. You're good at this. Thank you. <laughs> Girl, I'll sit, I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not around. Just know I'll be back, so no need to frown. This podcast is a sweatlife.com production. And it's another thing that's better with friends. So please share it with your friends. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you have a chance to leave us a rating or review while you're there, we would so appreciate it. Special thanks to Jay Mano for our theme music. To our guest this week, John Bogosian. Thanks to Ryan Deffitt for editing. And of course, an extra special thanks to you, our listeners.